Welcome back to the 868 and beyond the podcast. I'm your host, Jesus, broadcasting all the way from Trinidad and Tobago. Now it's been, today's Monday and it's been a very, very dramatic and surreal um, weekend, especially on Sunday 26th, where we found out of the passing of the legend himself mr kobe bryant now he um for those of you who are still unaware he passed away in an accident on sunday 26th of january 2020 in a helicopter crash he along with his daughter um the pilot of the helicopter and another um lady and her daughter all perished when the helicopter crashed um it was a very surreal um it still is a very surreal feeling that just the saturday before the 25th he was he tweeted out to lebron james on lebron james passing him on the all-time scoring list becoming third and i mean it's it's a shock especially that kobe was more or less still active in the nba coaching his daughter's team as well and he's always there for the lakers game he's always ever present um he was present in the last game they played so it's you know it's it's a lot of shake up for a lot of people who've seen him through the years playing from playing to injuries to coming back to legal issues to back on the court to retirement to raising a family you know so it's, it's a shock and well, the title of the episode is the Mamba Mentality, which is, we all know, as most of you all will know, I should say, sorry, the mentality that Mr. Bryant had for everything he did on the court, off the court. He has that killer instinct to do and achieve anything that he wants to, you know, from winning five titles, championship titles, to winning an Oscar. I mean, it, it not much people can hold those two um, together at the same time. You know, and when we talk about the Mamba mentality, you know, we always ask, you know, what is this? What it is? What is this mentality that people speak of? And I can't do it justice. So I found some audio from Mr. Bryant himself and witnesses to tell us more and to say more. What is the Mamba mentality? I hope you enjoy this clipping. Follow your passion first. Um, and when I retired from the game, you know, I said they're asking kind of all the wrong questions. You know, what's the biggest industry I can get into? And it's all the wrong stuff. And you got to sit there and ask yourself, okay, what am I truly passionate about? What do I enjoy doing? And when you feel that way, I, honestly, I mean, you feel like you have never worked a day in your life. It's the most fun thing in the world. You get up in the morning excited about what you're doing. And you got to be really honest with yourself about it. If you wake up in the morning and you're dreading going to work, dude, do something else. Right. Do something else. And those are hard decisions to make. But when you make those decisions, it's a very liberating experience. And you find out that the rewards will come. I think the best way to prove your, your value is to work, is to learn, is to absorb, uh, to be a sponge. But you always want to outwork your potential. As hard as you believe you can work, you can work harder than that. 
And that's what I tried to do when I first came in the league. But you know, basketball is such a direct competition sport. And me coming in at 17, I hated when like my teammates would say, you know, I get hit with an elbow, right? Shaq would hit me with an elbow in practice. And like, you know, <laughs> you know, Nick Van Exel would come up and say, Are you okay? I'm like, what? <laughs> like, wow, are you okay? <laughs> hell's wrong with you you know so like I always had that extra chip on my shoulder so like every day in practice for me was really trying to annihilate everybody that was that I was playing against because I wanted to prove you don't need to babysit me like I, I'm fine <laughs> you know and uh, and so it's always um, that competitive nature the work ethic and curiosity because I asked a lot of questions you know, playing with Byron Scott I asked him a lot of questions Eddie Jones, who was great at chasing guards off the screens, and I didn't understand how to do that. I would sit with him before practice, after practice. Magic, all the Laker greats, I would always sit down and just ask him questions about certain games that I studied growing up. What actually happened there? What did you feel there and why? We were playing against the Lakers, Tom, and we were out here in LA. So the game was at seven. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna come to the Staples Center because we're playing. This when the Lakers had Kobe and Shaq. Okay, this is this is like the championship Lakers. So you know, I'm gonna get there at three o'clock. I want to make sure I make 400 made shots before I go back into the room and then I sit in the sauna and I get ready for the game. So, you know, get in the car, get to the gym, get there, and as I'm walking onto the court, who do I see? I see Kobe Bryant, already working out. So once I set my foot across that line, I start working out and. So I worked out for a good hour, hour and a half. And when I came off, after I was done, I sat down, and of course, I still heard the ball bouncing. I looked down, I'm like, this guy's, this guy's still working out. So he was working out for like, it looks like he was in a dead sweat when I got here, right. and he's still going. And it's not like his moves are nonchalant or <laughs> lazy. He's doing like game moves, you know? Um, I sit there and I unlace my shoes, and I'm like, I wanna see how long this goes. So I sit out there and watch, another 25 minutes. And he got done, I said, okay. I think I've seen enough, go play, you know, come back, get in the sauna, get ready for the game. That game, he drops 40 on us, okay? And after the game is over, I'm like, I, I have to ask this guy. Like, I, I have to understand, like, why why he, he works like that. Right. So after the game is over, I'm like, hey, Cove, like, why why were you in the gym for so long? He's like, because I saw you come in. And I, and I wanted you to know that it doesn't matter how hard you work, that I'm willing to work harder than you. If your job is to try to be the best basketball player you can be, mm -hmm. right? To do that, you have to practice, you have to train, right? You want to train as much as you can, as often as you can. So if you get up at 10 in the morning, train at 11, right? 12, say 12, train at 12, train for two hours, 12 to two. Um, you have to let your body recover. So you eat, recover, whatever. You get back out, you train, start training again at six. Train from six to eight, right? And now, Go home, you shower, you eat dinner, you go to bed, you wake up, you do it again, right? Those are two sessions. Right? Now imagine you wake up at three, you train at four, you go four to six, come home, breakfast, relax, so so, blah, blah, blah. now you're back at it again, nine to 11, right? Relax, and now all of a sudden you're back at it again, two to four, and now you're back at it again, seven to nine. Look how much more training I have done by simply starting at four, right? And so now you do that, and as the years go on, the separation that you have with your competitors and your peers just grows larger and larger and larger and larger and larger. And by year five or six, 
doesn't matter what kind of work they do in the summer, they're never going to catch up because they're five years behind. <laughs> right? So it makes sense to get up and start your day early because you can get more work in. If I start earlier, I can train more hours. And I know the other guys aren't doing it because I know what their training schedule is. Right? So I know if I do this consistently over time, this, the, the gap's just going to widen and widen and widen and widen and widen and they won't be able to get that back. So it, to me, it was just common sense. I'm like thinking, how can I get an advantage? Oh, start early. Yeah, let's do that. How do you how do you develop that, or where do you what do you learn that from? Well, I, I think it's just you know, it's just a matter of what's important to you. Mm -hmm. What's important to you for for whatever reason? You know, I, I felt like um, I didn't feel good about myself if I wasn't doing everything I could to be the best version of myself. If I felt like I left anything on the table, it would eat away at me. I wouldn't be able to look myself in the mirror. And so the reason why I can retire now and be completely comfortable about it because I know that I've done everything I could to be the best basketball player I could be. So there we have the Mamba himself describing the Mamba mentality. He was just—he was more than a basketball player. He was a, a, a husband, a father, a protector, a provider, a teacher, a mentor, a role model. He was many, many things to many, many people, and he would never be forgotten. Number eight, number twenty-four. He will—he re will remain in our hearts, in our thoughts every single day we will speak about him to our grandchildren and possibly our great grandchildren so i hope we can take the lessons of mr bryant mr kobe bryant and apply it to our lives remember excellence is a habit make it yours be good be better be your best until we see each other again be safe and in the immortal words of Mr. Kobe Bryant, Mamba out.